To the Chris Williams Podcast Hour and this special podcast series highlighting the exciting events happening at St. Augustine's University and where we also take a brief look back on some of society's greatest contributors who also happen to be part of a rich St. Augustine's tradition. Today's podcast series highlights a commitment to excellence and a dedication to making St. Augustine's University a larger and much more recognizable brand. The Chief Marketing Officer at St. Augustine's University, Demarcus Williams, joins the podcast to share his philosophy, vision, goals, and story. He is another example of Falcon soaring. Make sure you get registered for the inaugural St. Augustine's Athletic Department Golf Tournament which takes place on Friday, June 18th, as part of a big St. Augs reunion weekend. The fun begins on Thursday, June 17th, and ends with a beautiful soiree on Saturday, June 19th. This is your chance to have fun and give to a university that is ready to soar. You can find more information at www.staugfalcons.com or Call Mr. David Bowser at 919-516-4250. Again, call 919-516-4250 and ask for Coach David Bowser. This is your chance to give. The inaugural St. Augustine's Athletic Department Golf Tournament is presented to us by title sponsor, Seven Springs Farm and Vineyard. Seven Springs Farm and Vineyard, based in Norlina, North Carolina, is a family-owned and operated business, and it is one of approximately 23 black-owned farms and vineyards in the country, and one of the few that provides live music and entertainment, such as blues and country bands, comedy shows, and karaoke. This is just the beginning of a great partnership between the St. Augs University Athletic Department, and Seven Springs Farm and Vineyard. Speaking of St. Augustine's, giving and contributions. Did you know the former executive director and CEO of the NAACP, the national director of the Million Man March, the founder and CEO of the National African American Leadership Summit, and CEO and co-chairman of the Hip Hop Summit Action Network was also an African-American civil rights leader who was an assistant to Martin Luther King Jr. I speak none other than notable St. Augustine's University alum, 
Dr. Benjamin Franklin Chavis Jr. That's right. St. Augs Falcons do great things. And with your help, they can soar to even greater heights. Thank you everyone for listening. And I have to ask again, are you giving to St. Augustine's University? If so, thank you. This is a special edition of the St. Augs podcast series on the Chris Williams Podcast Hour. Harassing. Imagine going to court with no trial Lifestyle cruising blue Bahama waters No welfare supporters More conscious of the way we raise our daughters Days are shorter, nights are colder Feeling like life is over These snakes strike like a cobra The world's hot, my son got knocked Evidently, it's elementary They want us all gone eventually Welcome back to the Chris Williams Podcast Hour And today's special guest On the St. Augustine's University Podcast Series Is a marketing genius He is a graphic design manager, a social media specialist, a brilliant communicator who is looking to place St. Augustine's University on the highest level of promotional platforms. Please help me welcome to the special St. Augs podcast series on the Chris Williams Podcast Hour, the Chief Marketing Officer, Demarcus Williams. Demarcus, welcome to the podcast series. Wow, that is an amazing intro. I gotta, I gotta take you with me, man. When you know, if I go to some other places, but it is an honor to be on this show. Thank you so much. I've listened to some of your previous shows; uh, they have been outstanding. Thank you uh, for being here. It's, a, it's an honor. I'm so glad to be on. Well, I, I'm really excited to have you. So, again, welcome to the St. Augustine Special Podcast Series. So I'm excited to hear your philosophies, your vision, and your goals for St. Augustine's University. But Demarcus, as I tell all my guests, this podcast doesn't work unless you share your stories and shamelessly plug yourself. So and you probably have a good understanding and how that makes this podcast special, being in the marketing department. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Well, well, let's start here. So you're a graduate of NC State University. So tell me and tell my listeners how you began to focus on your goals. And let's start with, you know, where you're from and some of the experiences you had as a child, which brought you to the success that you have. Wow. Well, uh, I'll say that I was I was actually born in Mobile, Alabama. As soon as about a year after I was born, my dad got a job in Richmond, Virginia, and I spent my childhood uh, there um, up until um, eighth grade. Uh, you know, some like some changes happened with my family. Uh, parents split up. Uh, dad remarried, moved to Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, Spent my four years of high school at Harvard High School in Wilmington. Um, got really involved, um, played a couple sports. Um, my ninth and tenth grade year basketball, did a little JV football, 
Um, sports wasn't necessarily my future. Got more involved in student council, class president, 10th grade, 11th grade, student body president, 12th grade, homecoming king, just super active in high school. Was an artist my whole life. Started drawing at the age of four. My mom gave me a bunch of pencils and just told me to go for it. Um, did a lot of art shows um, in elementary and middle school. And um, I was always looking for a way to find a career where I could use my creative talent and still have a, um, a solid career. Uh, at the time when I was in high school, the only thing that I knew about that closely resembled that was architecture. And there happened to be an architecture firm in Wilmington at the time where they were NC State alums. Um, it, at the time, it was called Boney Architects. Um, and I met them at actually a school board meeting where they were doing the plans to build what is now known as Ashley High School. And I ended up interning with them for two summers. They took me under their wing. They, they sponsored me to go to conferences for student council. And I began to really see NC State um, College of Design as a real possibility. I, um, I did early decision with NC State. They were my first choice. I uh, applied to Clemson, applied to UNC Charlotte, but I always knew I wanted to go to NC State. I submitted my portfolio, got interviewed, and um, I got in, um, which was one of the most exciting days of my life up to that point. Um, so, okay. um, so, yeah, so that, that was kind of my journey of how I got to NC State in a nutshell. I was one of, I was one of seven black students out of 122 um, to um, be admitted as a freshman in the College of Design. Wow. Um, there, were, there were 700 applicants um, mm -hmm. in, in the fall of 99. I was, um, it, was seven, it was 122 that were admitted. I was one of seven black students. Um, I eventually uh, came in as an architecture major my freshman year, switched over to graphic design. I ended up graduating um, from NC State in 2003 as the only black student in my class. Um, in the graphic design program. Wow. Wow. That's a heck of an accomplishment. And yes, persevere, perseverance, yes, shining through. Wow. So, you know, when you, you talked about being interviewed for that program. So talk a little bit about that because I don't think people know, one, how special that program is, and two, how yes, intense it is in order to get in there. Yes, sir. The NC State's College of Design is highly competitive. Um, that's why you have to apply early decision because there's a, there's a portfolio review, there's an interview, and then they make a final decision with all of the applicants and, and things that they uh, receive. The College of Design, even though it is part of NC State, which is the largest university in North Carolina, um, the College of the Design is actually a, a smaller, more intimate school, um, actually very similar to St. Augustine's in terms of its size and, and its approach towards its students. And so as a result of that, there's only a, a limited number of seats 
um, that they have for students. And so they are very selective in the students that they choose uh, because it requires so much time once you get in. Um, if, you, if you had any friends that were in um, the College of Design when you were at State, you probably know that many of us, we lived in the studio. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know it's a lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings. You know, professors, you know, are brutally honest in their critiques. You know, I had professors cuss me out. You know, I watched them cuss other, my classmates out you know, because they wanted you to really understand how important and how serious, um, you know, being a designer really is. And, um, you know, because the more that we understood process and the importance of honing and working our craft, um, we would be able to not just, you know, develop publications and flyers and other things, but be able to creatively solve problems that people in the world have um, because okay. design ultimately is about process, not production. And that's, and that's what we were taught um, there uh, was process. You know, how do you get here? Um, and what are the decisions that you made and, and why you chose to do one thing versus another to achieve or to produce a particular product? Okay. Okay. Now, early on, who were some of the people who helped you recognize your talent or just, you know, kept you in the right, on the right path? My parents, mom and dad, you know, hands down. I mean, at an early age, you know, they saw that I was, you know, artistic and, you know, they gave me pencils, they gave me paper, they gave me, you know, a, a little drawing desk, you know, you know, that I could just, you know, paint on and draw on and, and make stuff, and they were constantly encouraging me to be creative. You know, I would draw at church. I would draw everywhere I went. You know, that was, that was just my thing. You know, even girls that I liked, you know, I would draw portraits of them in class, you know. Nice. <laughs> I mean, that was, right. that was just my thing. Um, but, you know, art teachers um, coming up were very supportive, um, you know, at every level. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, the different, um, you know, the internship that I had as as a, as a high school student um, with the with the Boney family, um, Paul Davis Boney, Charles Boney, Chris Boney, the the Boney family, um, they, you know, really, um, you know, gave me some exposure and opportunity of of what life could look like in the professional world. Okay. Okay. Now, did, have you ever drawn yourself as a superhero? You know what? <laughs> it's funny that you say that. I don't think anybody's ever asked me that before. So I was a big comic book fan. Um, I don't think I ever drew myself as a superhero, but I did draw a few self-portraits of myself. And what I, um, what I, what I would always do is, um, um, you know, try to get the image of my face. Um, I know I did one self-portrait. Um, that kind of resembled um, the uh, the Nas album I Am. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, is it I Am or it was written? The one that had his face on the front of it. But mm-hmm. um, and it had the little smoke coming around and all that. You know, I'd, um, because you know I was a big big Nas fan. You know, growing up, and so uh, and so I I kind of saw myself you know in his lyrics. And, 
And so I, I would, you know, one of the self-portraits I did kind of resembled, you know, his his album cover. Okay. All right. But now yeah, let's but talk I was a big Spider-Man your... fan. You're a big Spider-Man fan also? Okay. Yeah, so, a, lot of my, a lot of the comics I drew was Spider-Man. Okay. All right. So DC Comics or Marvel, or Marvel, which is better to you? Marvel. Okay. okay. Any yeah. particular reason why? Uh, I don't know. I think DC just seems so dated. You know, I mean, I, I did. I mean, of course, I mean, everybody watched Superman, you know, but... You know, but aside from Superman and Batman, you know, I, I didn't really, you know, I, I just wasn't as intrigued by Green Lantern or The Flash, you know, or, or some of those other ones like, you know, you know the the, the heroes that um, Stan Lee created um, with Marvel, you know, from Spider-Man, Captain America, Hulk, Fantastic Four, X-Men, you know, I mean, Daredevil. I mean, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, I had I had the Marvel cards. You know, I was collecting those like they were oh, baseball, wow. football okay. cards. Yeah, yeah. I was I was keeping up with their powers, their strengths. You know, the stamina. Like mm-hmm. I kept up with all that, man. Like, and I collected cards with 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 all the sports. So I had football cards, I had basketball cards, I had baseball cards, and I had Marvel cards. You know, so yeah. I was definitely a Marvel guy. Okay, excellent. So you probably have a a better understanding of Disney Plus and and their platforms and what they're doing with Marvel. And so even better, so more so than the average person who doesn't read yeah. the comic books. Yes, sir. That's excellent. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So you graduate from NC State. So describe your journey from you know. Uh, new graduate to, you know, what you're doing today as the chief marketing officer at St. Augustine's University. Oh, man. Well, you know, 2003 was a rough year uh, economically. I mean, we were, we were in a recession. Uh, when I graduated, uh, you know, a, a lot of major corporations were laying people off. I remember seeing a long line of people just trying to get a job at Best Buy, you know, like it was, it was, it was rough. I I applied for some jobs, um, but nothing was really coming through at the time. I ended up starting out as a as a server at TGI Fridays. Got on after that at Reed's Jewelers at the Crabtree Mall, and um, and there was a there was a place in DC, a little communications firm. They didn't offer me a job but they did offer me some freelance work. And so when I, when I got that contract, I decided, you know what, I can't find a job in my field. I'll just create one. And so I started my business called Fresh Designs LLC. And I got okay. incorporated, got my, uh, I got my tax ID, you know, bought me a little desk in my apartment, and I was going to my part-time jobs. I was going home to do my freelance work. And then eventually I landed a full-time job in my field working at a print shop in downtown Raleigh. And so I was doing all three, you know, by that fall. Worked there for a little while, left there, went to another um, 
um, business that did printing and design called um, Progressive Business Solutions in Raleigh, black-owned business owned by Tim Catlett. He kind of mentored me, kind of gave me um, an understanding how to deal with customers and how to work with projects from consultation to production. Um, did that for a year, went to another ad agency called McKinney and Silver, um, which at that time was in Durham. Spent a few months there, didn't really work out for me. Uh, decided to go full-time self-employed. Um, got a contract with North Carolina Mutual Life Insurance. Was on retainer with, with them for about five, six years, um, doing all their publications. Uh, oldest, largest black life insurance company in the country, um, which was awesome because when I graduated from state, I told myself I wanted to use my talents to help black businesses. Uh, so, um, and to this day, you know, 98% of my clients are black. Um, Okay. I did that for about six years, six and a half years. 2011, times got really tough. Um, business got, um, you know, was looking really bad. Um, just to be transparent with you, I remember going to the mailbox to get a check that I needed from a client and got to the mailbox, check was not there, came home, broke down, wasn't married yet, still not married yet, but I thought in my mind, what would I tell my wife? What would happen if I had children? How would I explain this? Mm -hmm. Immediately, immediately after that, man, I got me a job, worked at a call center, starting out making $9 an hour. Um, they made me a supervisor out of training, stayed there three and a half years. And um, by that time, by the time I left, I was making about 13. Um, I got a call from a girl I went to college with at State. She was working at St. Aug at the time. She told me that um, they were looking for a graphic designer. Do you know anybody? I was like, yeah, me. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> they brought me in for an interview. Um, uh, I came back, second interview, hired me, freelance for them for a month, was full-time as of May 2015, and have been there ever since. Okay. All right. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you had that. Uh, you faced that adversity before you had a family because that would have made it even harder and your decisions would have been maybe a little muddled because, you know, when you believe me as a, you know, as a family, having a family, being in that position, that, that self-employment, taking that, that step, it's rough. It can be rough at times. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. I'm glad you had that early, and, and it'll help shape you in the future. So that that's awesome. That's awesome. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. DeMarcus, let me ask you this. So if a young person were to come to you and say, Mr. DeMarcus, professionally I want to be just like you one day, what advice would you give them? What I would tell them is um, start with your why. you got to know your why. Um, because that's going to drive you for everything that you do. Um, it's not, you know, the money will come, you know, the, the opportunities will come, but it, ha it all has to line up with your why. You know, what is driving you? What is motivating you? What is, you know, what is it that you want to accomplish and, and envision, you know, for, um, for helping other people and what value are you looking to add to other to other people and into into places of employment and, and to other businesses? 
um, because that's ultimately going to determine the trajectory of the opportunities that you'll receive. Um, and, and, and it will also drive you to um, whether you go back to school, whether you, um, you know, get other skills that you need to develop in order to do those things. It's all going to help push you to, uh, to achieve, you know, all the things that you want to do. And, uh, you know, I thought and, and I and still do intend to one day have my own um, office and, and my own business that can fully run and be fully functional. Um, but there were a lot of things I was just ignorant about. I was ignorant about taxes. I was ignorant about how business operated. I, I was ignorant about um, systems and strategies and, and, and things related to marketing. And so I, I had to learn from those experiences and go back to school and, and get help from a CPA and, and, and get help with budgeting and all these things so that um, the experiences that I'm now getting at St. Augustine's and, and, and what I learned from graduate school and everything else, I can be a better businessman in the future. When that, when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's awesome. So you, you start. You, you talked about starting with your why. So yes, speaking about Saint Augustine's University. So what is your why at, at Saint Augustine's? So and, and I want to touch on you know your philosophy, your vision, and some of the marketing goals that you have for the university. No, that's a no, that's a great. Um, Great question. Ultimately, my, my why for St. Augustine is to help be a part of building uh, the university up to not just its historical prominence, but to being a leader in, um, in the educational industry moving forward. Um, you know, even though um, St. Augustine's is a small um, private um, HBCU, there's still a lot of value that it brings to society and to the students that it enrolls. And so ultimately, you know, I want to um, execute the vision and uh, mission of our administration and, and play a part in ensuring that the university is in position to deliver on its promise um, to its students and external stakeholders. Okay. All right. Great answer. That is a great answer. So talk about your day-to-day responsibilities as the chief marketing officer. So, And I know you've been there for six years in different roles, but now you're the leader. So talk yes, about those day-to-day responsibilities. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, um, a lot of meetings, um, not a lot of sleep, um, but uh, day-to-day, my responsibilities include the, um, uh, the management of our, all of our creative, um, which is making sure that our design and our branding um, you know, is representative of who we are. Um, we're also responsible for all of our official social media accounts that 
Um, we use to tell um, the university story to all of our followers. Um, responsible for the university website, um, the university app, um, the um, our printing that we do in in house is under our purview. Um, sports information uh, with uh, Mr. Anthony Jeffries, uh, who has um, served uh, tirelessly you know, for 15 years. Um, you know, pound for pound, one of the best sports information directors um, in our conference um, uh, is under our purview, as well as our radio and TV station, WAUG, is all under, um, you know, my responsibility. Um, and so a lot of these things, uh, we have um, gone through some changes and are actually in the process of, of rebuilding some of these um, elements, especially our radio and TV station, um, you know, is, is, uh, is coming back uh, online and we'll, we'll be excited to share some announcements about that in the future. Um, but a lot of work has been going into that, um, as well as um, just ensuring that um, our content, our messaging, um, our branding, um, you know, really understanding who we are and being able to communicate that, not just um, externally, but also internally. Um, and so uh, I've done a lot of research on our student population um, so that we can understand the, the students that we're serving and that we're targeting, um, you know, working alongside our admissions team um, and doing that, and also taking some of, the, some of that research and um, using that to help inform uh, our campus community on the student population that we serve and, and developing content that speaks to that group. Um, you know, I think that it's, it's important, um, you know, for us to know who, we, who we're serving. Um, and, and in doing that, that also allows us to better understand our brand so that we can um, formally, um, you know, craft our brand promise, our brand story, our value proposition, our, our brand position, um, so that people are, so, so that it's clear to the world who we are um, and, and what we do best. And, uh, and I think that when, when we're able to do that, um, it only helps all um, of us who are working, whether it's in athletics, academics, fundraising, um, any, or any other department here on campus um, are telling the same story. Okay, okay. Consistency, I like that, I like that. So, you know, and, and like I've said before, you're, you've been there for six years, so you've seen it from different angles. So what are some of the biggest challenges you face, and in what areas can you be groundbreaking, and how can donations help your department? Directly. Yeah. Um, well, there there have been um, there have been a lot of changes over the years, um, and you know, with uh, with the university looking to um, uh, you know enter into a new chapter, um, you know, from an administration standpoint. Um, you know, 
allowing a sense of consistency to to be established uh, has has been um, a both a challenge and an opportunity. You know, I started out here just as a graphic designer, um, and that was my only job. And once some things changed, I was given more responsibility where I assumed the role of graphic designer and social media specialist, where I was now responsible for um, our um, official social media accounts. And, 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 and at that time, because of some of the changes that were happening, we needed to make it clear and, and control the narrative that St. Augustine's is not going anywhere. You know, there's still life here. And, and so we were very intentional about communicating a story um, that was accurate um, that showed that there is life at St. Augustine's University and that we're still here, that we're still strong, and we're still moving forward, um, regardless of, um, you know, of what changes may have, have been taking place. And being able to maintain that consistent message um, so, that can, so that people can know that in spite of, um, you know, different things that may have occurred, there are a lot of great things still happening here at St. Augustine's University. And so that has been one of the biggest challenges and opportunities um, in, in doing that and, and transitioning from doing graphic design and social media to now being in this role, um, the main focus has been to ensure and help um, ensure that St. Augustine's University is showing our stakeholders that we are delivering on our promise to our stakeholders. Okay. Um, and so, um, and, and that uh, requires uh, buy-in from the entire campus community um, to ensure that we're all on the same page, that we're saying the same thing, and that we are um, making sure that we are doing our part to um, deliver on what we say that we're here to do. Excellent. That's excellent. All right. Let me ask you this. So COVID happens, the pandemic, of course, now, how did that affect your role, and what ways has that also made you better? Now, that, that's a great question, Chris. Um, COVID, when COVID happened, um, you know, we, you know, the university had to pivot. Every university had to pivot. Um, and um, one of the things that we had to show, especially from the uh, Office of Marketing and Communications, is that we wanted to quickly get messaging out to our students, our parents, our external stakeholders that, yes, COVID has happened, but we are very much responsive, we are engaged, and we definitely 100% care about the well-being of our students. And these are the actions that we've taken to do something about it. And so we began to talk about um, you know, accessibility with Wi-Fi. We talked about, you know, getting laptops for students. We talked about, you know, donations for food. We talked about, you know, the, the campaigns that we were putting in place to ensure that our students were still being taken care of and still receiving access um, to their classes, even in a, even in a remote environment. Um, 
you know, we were fortunate to, you know, to get funding from the CARES Act um, and disaster relief that has um, that was helpful in in funding some of these things as well as um, um, helping with um, some changes, some uh, uh, repairs with our facilities. But um, the biggest thing was just showing that we were responsive um, to these unprecedented um, challenges. And, and what that did for me personally, um, it just allowed me to be still long enough um, to be productive both professionally and personally. Um, you know, during COVID, I was able to pay off debt. I was able to finish my master's degree. I was able to get some things cleaned up in my personal business. I was able to get a lot of work done, you know, with my job. Um, it was one of the most productive years of my life. Um, and, and so I know a lot of people face some adversity during that period of time, but that was a, that period of time in 2020 um, was very helpful for me in, um, in being present um, both for myself and for St. Augustine to ensure that um, we were um, presented in the best light. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations on actually coming out of COVID or the pandemic with such a positive story, such a positive outlook for others. So, you know, that, that, that is, that's amazing. And I really respect that. All right. Yes, so brag, brag some more on St. Augustine's University and, and what makes the university so special. Yeah, I, yeah. Thank you for thank you for asking that. Saint Augustine University, um, of course, uh, is a historically you know black college and university in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, it has a rich history, um, like many uh, HBCUs. But one of the things that I can say about Saint Augustine's University in the six years that I've been there, I'm it's not the first time I was exposed to St. Augustine University, um, but in the six years that I have attended St. Augustine University um, as, a, as a small um, um, private HBCU, what I have observed is that it is an institution that cares deeply about its students. Um, students get hands-on experience uh, where they, um, if they are um, showing potential and, and promise, they, are, they receive um, front-of-the-line treatment and exposure to things that I never got at NC State. Um, I, never, I never had a chance to have access to the chancellor when I was at NC State. Um, right. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get a front row seat to meeting members of the Board of Trustees or politicians that they came on campus or Fortune 500 executives, um, you know, that I had a chance to network and rub shoulders with. Students at St. Augustine's get all of that, um, you know, just, just for being here. Um, and I've never seen anything like that. Um, and so that is what makes, in my view, um, St. Augustine's University a premier institution. Um, and, and with it being among um, the first historically black colleges and universities in the U.S., 
it's got a beautiful campus. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the last time you've been here, but um, St. Augustine's University has one of the most beautiful campuses um, here in Raleigh, um, North Carolina, uh, which is in one of the fastest growing cities. Um, I mean, I, I believe that um, because of our hands-on um, environment, our um, supportive um, learning community, um, that this is a place that where students are going to benefit from Apple coming here, Google coming here, mm -hmm. Amazon being here. Um, because when they're looking for talent and when they come to our career expos, you know, these students, the students here are going to be first in line, you know, to get, it, to get that type of exposure. And so, okay. you know, we blend the, the feel of a small college with the advantages of a first-class private university. And we offer life-changing opportunities um, for undergraduate and, um, and, and soon-to-be graduate studies. Um, and although it's rigorous and rewarding, our faculty are experts in their respective fields and are committed to our individual student success. Um, and so um, there's a lot of opportunity um, that students receive at St. Augustine's because in spite of some of the challenges that they may have um, dealt with academically um, before they came to St. Augustine's University, I, I can personally attest to the fact that students um, leave from St. Augustine's transformed into leaders. We recently had um, all of our academic majors um, graduate with honors, um, our accounting majors graduate with honors, all going to grad school with internships with Deloitte, who's one of the um, top accounting firms in the country. Yes. Um, wow, that, that's and impressive. That's, and, that's, and that's coming from St. Augustine University. You know, our, our school of business um, entered a partnership with the NFL after um, making history um, for starting the first HBCU cycling team. You know, you know our, um, you know our, um, our science program, our, our school of science, has uh, has had a hundred percent placement in grad school um, for their students for almost the last ten years. Um, you know, seventy four percent of graduates in our STEM program um, either get accepted into grad school or a job. You know, that's that's the benefit of coming to a, a school like a St. Augustine's University. You know, and, these, and all of these students don't come in as Honor Society students, but they leave that way um, because they have um, faculty and staff that care about them. You know, they get extraordinary choices on what to study, what to learn, what to explore. They receive hands-on experience with their professors who love to teach. They transform, they excel, they lead, and they make connections that will change their life. Okay. I've seen all, all of right. it in the last six years. That is awesome. That is awesome. So speaking of opportunities, so what are the opportunities like? Because you, you talked about, you know, creating content and running your social media. What kind of experiences can students get in your department? That is an excellent question. And what I can tell you, um, ironically, uh, last fall, um, 
St. Vincent's University launched an internet radio station called Falcon Sky Radio. It was um, built and donated to us from an alum named Damian Powell. He's known on the airwaves as D.Y. Nasty. Um, he owns his own radio station in Raleigh called Hot 97.9. And he built an Internet station um, for the students. It's designed for students, by students. And um, I um, did an interest meeting in partnership with our media and communications department on campus, and we recruited uh, five students to, um, to work in that station. And they created their own show called The Blueprint, uh, which last semester they were on every week from 3 to 5. And they, they, they invited their own um, guests. Um, they talked about sports. They talked about news. They talked about campus life. And, um, and a, a group of them are actually here on campus this summer um, while they're in summer school developing content for, a pod, for their own podcast um, where they'll be, you know, interviewing coaches and athletes and other students to talk about student life, to talk about sports and, and other things. Um, and so uh, when the new group of freshmen come in, we'll do another interest meeting, give them an opportunity to get involved as well um, from that standpoint. And so we have a student radio show um, that's already running. The, um, our television station, um, as I stated before, um, is in the process of going back on the air as well. Um, we are currently in the middle of a project with the FCC where we are being reimbursed to, um, to um, upgrade our tower or transmitter our antenna um, so that we can get back on our local channel, um, which, will, which will be channel 8. Um, we'll display as channel 8. And, um, and then we're also partnering uh, with the Media and Communications Department to upgrade our control room, which will serve as the um, broadcast classroom um, for students where they'll be able to get real-life experience in a TV station that is on the air. Um, because not only will WAEG be back on the air locally, it will also um, continue to run on our Spectrum channel, um, which is currently um, channel 1231. Um, and um, we just recently um, purchased a service where not only will we be on the air locally, not only will we be on Spectrum, but we will also be broadcasting our content to Roku, uh, Amazon Fire TV, and Apple TV, um, in addition, of course, to Facebook and YouTube. And so students will not only be able to work a camera and record games, they'll be able to have their own news show, they'll be able to um, have their own uh, original programming, um, as well as being a part of um, uh, the production that goes into um, broadcasting uh, official university events. And so wow. the official media arm of St. Augustine University uh, will be reestablished so that we can continue the career pipeline that the university has always had of students in broadcast going into um, working professionally in other media outlets. 
Okay. All right. Well, what a time to be a part of St. Augustine's University. That sounds exciting. And I look forward to what comes out of that because, you know, these young kids, they're some of the most creative, and they always find a way to um, tap into some of the current systems and make them better. So that's exciting. That is really exciting. All right. So so let me, let me ask you this also. So, and, and this is kind of putting you on the spot. I know you've, I've asked you some questions that kind of make you like, oh, wait a minute. But, you know, you talked about consistency. Um, what are some of the other things that, you know, will contribute to a successful St. Augustine's marketing department? Well, I think ultimately um, what will contribute in, in our success is um, allowing everyone to know that um, every department here on campus, whether it's the athletic department, whether it's our academic schools, whether it's our students, whether it's our staff, and even our alumni and supporters, everyone plays a part in telling our story. Everyone. And we are here in the Office of Marketing and Communications to create the platform to tell our story. And, um, and, and we, are, we are here solely to serve our president, um, Dr. Christine Johnson McPhail, and executing her vision, and also uh, ensuring that um, the successes of our our teams athletically, our students academically, our faculty members, and everyone else are being celebrated and recognized, so that people know the great things that are happening here at St. Augustine, um, and that. St. Augustine's University um, not only is a viable and premier institution, but, um, but because of that and with the programs and with the opportunities that we have, we have the potential to do even more with what we have because I believe that pound for pound that we are one of the best institutions in, in the country. Um, and, so with, and, and so with the resources and with the support, um, there is no question that we can change even more lives of the students that we enroll. Um, I mean, just, just think about the fact that in the U.S. alone, there's only 28% of African Americans that have a bachelor's degree, period. Um, mm. St. Augustine's University traditionally enrolls a large percentage of students who, who at one time did not even see college as a possibility. And with the support systems that are in place here and with the opportunities and the networking that they allow for these students to have, not only are students who are enrolled here now able to see college as a career, but we are closing the gap of fulfilling um, WB. W.E.B. Du Bois' um, original vision of the Talented Tenth, which at his time was actually only 1% of black people in the country. You know, we're closing that gap of 70% of, of, of African Americans in the country 
who didn't even go to college, who didn't even finish um, because maybe they had other situations or maybe they didn't even see college as a realistic alternative. St. Augustine's University is here to show them that, Saint Augustine, that college is for you. It's not just for those who had the exposure and had the opportunities. It's for those who may have felt left out. St. Augustine's is for you. And with additional support from our stakeholders and from our alumni and for all those that believe in our students, we can help continue to close that gap. Nice, nice. All right. All right. So talking about closing the gap. So this is one, uh, another chance for you to tell possible uh, supporters and people that can donate, you know, how important is it for them to support St. Augustine's University? Yeah. Um, a lot of our, we have about 70% of our students are Pell eligible. 60% of our students are first generation. Um, many of our students come from backgrounds that may have resulted in them having challenges academically. And so the, the test scores, the GPAs, may not reflect the fact that they are prepared for the college experience. But the product that we have presented with the faculty and the staff uh, and the systems that we have put in place has been designed to ensure that not only that they are successful in graduating, but in also being leaders in our society. And so when, um, and so when we receive gifts for scholarships, um, when we receive gifts to help close the financial gaps that many of our students have, um, we are uh, helping, you are helping ensure that they complete their degree and also move on to inspire the next generation of students who at one time may not have seen college as a viable alternative to their career journey. And so um, by going to our website, um, you know, st.aug.edu slash giving, by texting to give at 919 Three seven three six seven nine nine by hitting the donate button on our Facebook page, you know, by calling us at nine one nine five one six four zero nine two, or even just by mailing us a check. You know, there are several ways that you can give, and even if you can't give financially, there's in-kind donations. There are um, donations of your volunteerism. There are so many ways to give to St. Augustine's University. And the return on your investment, you can see it by coming on campus every day and seeing the students engaged in class and in the commencement stage in May. Beautiful, beautiful. I like that. Get that ROI in there. Excellent, excellent. All right, final shameless plug time. Brag again on yourself. Plug your social media, the school social media that you're running. And, and any upcoming events. You guys also recently won an award. The, um, are you referring to the, 
I was a CIAA. Uh, yes. 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 And and that um, you know you know with with all of the challenges that our that our athletic department has faced, our our coaches and our athletic director, our interim athletic director, Coach Bowser, um, have been very supportive um, of the needs of our students to ensure that they're successful, you know, both on the field and off the field. And, you know, awards like that are just reflective of the resilience and resourcefulness um, that they display every day. Um, and, 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 that's, and that's just the spirit of, of St. Augustine is that, um, even with some of the challenges um, that we faced here, um, because of our love for our students and the love that we have for this university and the belief that we have in the university's mission, um, you know, we, we are always um, looking for ways to take what we have and still find ways to win. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay. All right. And so, um, and so to uh, uh, for those that are looking to uh, find me on social media, uh, I'm on Twitter at um, Demarcus Will Two. That's D E M A R C U S W I L L for number two. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, Demarcus Dot Two. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. Uh, Demarcus Williams or um, Demarcus Will too. Um, if you if you want to just use the URL, you can also follow St. Augustine's University on Twitter, SAU underscore News. Um, that's SAU all caps cap, underscore capital N in News. Um, you can find us also on Instagram at SAU Falcons. And you can also follow St. Augustine's University on Facebook at St. Augustine's University, all one word. Um, same on our YouTube page, St. Augustine's University, all one word. And you can also find us on LinkedIn as well as St. Augustine's University. Um, and if, you, if you've noticed, we are constantly sharing news and updates about our successes, um, both with athletics as well as academics. And, and as well as with our administration, um, we are um, we are currently um, uh, anticipating growth in our enrollment. And so, if anyone is listening, if you have child a child that is still uh, unsure about where they're going for college, we encourage you to apply to St. Augustine's University. Um, tell them that Demarcus sent you. <laughs> Go to st-aug.edu and apply. Uh, and we have orientation coming up. We call it SOAR um, that will be taking place um, this month um, through, and throughout the month of um, July uh, where you'll be able to register, you'll be able to learn more about um, what you need in order to matriculate. Um, you know, if you did not think that college was for you, I'm here to tell you St. Augustine's University is for you. Um, and so if you're listening, if you have a parent, if you are a, a student that is looking to apply, apply to St. Augustine today. Um, we have orientation June 16th, June 23rd, July 7th, July 14th, and August 4th. 
Register today, St. Augustine's University. Also, um, shameless plug um, for our beloved athletic department, uh, golf tournament, June the 18th, Friday, June 18th. Please, if you haven't already, you can still register. Go to stayingoutfalcons.com to register for the golf tournament. We, 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 our best, we stand a better chance of winning on the field um, with, with the support that you are giving to our athletic department to, to get more, more athletes here to help us compete. Uh, and so with your support, we can continue to compete both on the field and off the field. So we encourage you, please, sign up, attend our golf tournament. And then the next day, we have a virtual concert, jazz concert, called Rhapsody in White, where we'll be celebrating Juneteenth, uh, 7 o'clock uh, on Facebook and on YouTube. Um, you'll be able to hear about how St. Augustine University has been a player, a major player in the social justice movement, both in the past, since our founding by the Episcopal Church, up even up until today as we continue to march and encourage our students to vote and be engaged in the uh, electoral process. And so uh, we're going to be acknowledging our alums that have um, been participants and advocates for social justice over the years, and we'll have performances uh, by um, Rochelle Rice, by Marcus Anderson, and by some of our alums, Mark, uh, Marcel Anderson, and spoken word by Ms. Petrina Bryant, who is also an alum as well. So a lot of activity happening at St. Augustine's University, um, and there's always opportunity to give to St. Augustine's University. Just go to our website, st-aug.edu, and if you have any students, any children that are still looking to go to college and start school in the fall, St. Augustine's is for you. Apply today. DeMarcus Williams. Excellent job, excellent story. And I love the excitement and the vision you have for St. Augustine's. So good luck, and you're just another example of how the Falcons are soaring high. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for your support, St. Augustine's University. On behalf of our administration, our president, our coaches, our staff, thank you for shedding light on this great institution. We appreciate all of your support. Not a problem. And, again, thank you for taking the time and coming on to Chris Williams Podcast Hour and being part of this special podcast series highlighting the success at St. Augustine's University.